మాస్టర్ నమస్కారం మాస్టర్ సివి నమస్కారం టు హూస్ టెంపుల్ ది ఆర్చ్ ఇస్ టార్లెట్ ఇన్ హూస్ టెంపుల్ ది సన్ ఇస్ ది ఇమేజ్ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ టు హూస్ టెంపుల్ the moon goes every month and the, and brings the message out every full moon and whose message the moon sings as a word of 16 letters his religion i belong to his temple i visit his name i utter his glory i live in to him i offer the lotus of my day to him i offer the lotus of my night in his name we live in his temple we live in him verily we live until he opens his eye in us in his name he lives in his temple he lives in him verily he lives as he opens his eye in us master namaskaram మాస్టర్ సివి వి నమస్కారం మాస్టర్ ఎంఎన్ నమస్కారం మాస్టర్ ఈకే నమస్కారం మాస్టర్ నమస్కారం హార్టీ ఫ్రెటర్నల్ గ్రీటింగ్స్ అండ్ గుడ్ విషెస్ టు ఆల్ ది బ్రదర్స్ అండ్ ది సిస్టర్స్ the importance of the seventh ray was was deliberated yesterday morning and in the afternoon and the importance of realizing the temple within through association with the temple without the temple without is the solar temple with the solar god as the image of god the sun we see is essentially a triple sun he represents not only himself as planetary center he also represents the central sun and the cosmic sun and the light beyond which is called the primordial light 
which is also called in the Veda as Aditi and which is generally called as the World Mother. <coughs> Therefore, the sun is the means through which we receive energies from his son and his son and then the very light which is the basis for all creation, the mother of all lights. And this is the temple that we have to relate to. Relating to this temple has no religion as such. You are also a, an expression of that temple. And just as the sun has the solar system, we too have our individual micro-solar systems. The micro-system has to align with the macro-system. The solar system is aligned with the, cos- the central sun as well as the cosmic sun. From the primordial light, the emergence of cosmic sun, solar sun, and planetary sun happened through alignment. And from the solar angel we have all descended onto this planet. And through birth of various religions, Gradually relating to the sun itself has gone into obscurity. People relate to various things, but not to the sun, who is the very source of this solar system, the very basis of this solar system. <clears throat> Chanting mantra of Gayatri is to relate to these three sun systems, the cosmic, solar and planetary and the basis of it. But people who chant Gayatri also, instead of relating to the fourfold dimension of this light, relates to a picture, a picture with a, which, is a, which is a symbolic presentation the, the significance behind the symbol is last. Only the frame relating to that symbol appears everywhere in India. That's how the original knowledge is last. So also when you say the Solomon's temple, it is the cosmic, solar and planetary suns together that constitutes the Solomon's temple, but not just what we have built on earth. A temple may be built on earth, but the, the temple should be a means to relate to the cosmic, solar and planetary suns, and also to the source of the cosmic sun. And in us, there are centers through which we can relate to all. There is the light in the heart, 
which can be called the planetary center, meaning the sun in us. And there is the central sun at the Agnya, and the cosmic sun on the top of the head, and then the unbound, unlimited, expansive light, which is called the Mother, presides over these three suns. So we need to relate through these centers to the sun, and the temple within is the means to relate to the temple around us. On this planet, we are all sent to make an experience. <clears throat> and to make such an experience, we descended right from the sun and gathered other planetary energies. And this form contains the entire universe. The human form contains the cosmic system in the, in the head, the central sun system in the heart, and the planetary sun system in the lower torso. The lower torso relating to us belongs to the personality which is regulated by fire. The upper torso belongs to the sun, where air dominates. And then the head is the source of light. That's how in the Veda it is said that the sun is, the sun which is the essence of the whole creation, the sun principle, represents the head, the Air principle represents the upper torso and the fire principle represents the lower torso. That's why we say Agnaya Idanamama, Vayava Idanamama, Suryaya Idanama. Agni, Vayu, Surya are said to be the three different manifestations of the one. <coughs> so here we are with our heart pulsating. In the, in the middle part of our being, while there is the light in the head, while there is fire in the lower torso. Essentially, we are expected to live in the realms of air, not in the realms of matter. So to relate to this, we have to recollect the temple within. Recollect the temple within and enter into the temple within. To enter the temple which is within, Friday is considered to be a very important day for most ancient times. <clears throat> That's why in every religion also Friday has become an important day of the week. Yes. Because religions recognize we cannot say that it is important. Because it is essentially an important energy, religions are also related to it. Even before the religions existed, the planet Venus was in existence and continues to exist. 
Religions are of very recent origin. The origin of the planet is far, 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 far <coughs> ancient. We all know the that the planet itself is 30 million year old and then the humanity itself is 18 million year old. <coughs> Hardly our religions, if we trace back, they don't go back beyond thousands of years. But the science of wisdom has ever been there. Yes. Even before the Shaktis, there is Venus and there are others planets like Sun, Venus, Mercury. Together they have prepared the set, the seven principles, including Sun, prepared the eighth form, material form, which we call the set, and we have all come to experience the earth, not to get stuck here with, uh, with material. Friday offers a great opportunity to return to the source from which we have come and uh, the scriptures say that Venus is the mother of this earth. Venus is the mother of this earth. It is through Venus the earth is conceived. That's why if you see the symbol of Venus, it's, uh, if that symbol is reversed, uh, you have the symbol of earth. The symbol of Venus in its uh, inverse form, we have the symbol of earth. Meaning, from Venus, through the fourfold cross, earth emerged. That's why the cross remains as a connection between the higher hemisphere called in Venus and the lower sphere called earth. There is a higher sphere. For Venus, the sphere is above the cross. For earth, the cross is above the sphere. So the two can be connected with a higher sphere, connected by the cross to the lower sphere. This earth is the result of the conception of Venus, that is how the scriptures say. And the beings on Venus are all fulfilled beings in terms of experience and splendor. They prepared this earth for us to experience this earth, fulfill the earthly splendor and return to Venus. Venus to return to Venus, there is also a connection laid out or planned upon Earth. And that connection is what we call Shambhala. Whatever we say Shambhala, it is a, a Venetian center on our planet to enable return of humanity into Venus, which is but a super mundane state, a subtle state a state of grandeur and a state of complete experience of beauty, of wisdom, of will, of knowledge. Everything you say, it's full. That's why from Venus a representative is also posted 
upon this planet whom we call Sanat Kumara. He is a, a being of Venus that descended upon this planet to provide a way out for the beings to enter into higher circles. Seventh ray is, is chiefly the ray that opens doors from higher plane to lower plane and equally from lower plane to higher plane. That's why if you see the book on Venus, you get many details about the, the work of Venus and how Venus is very important for us to experience immortality. In the subtle plane, there is immortality. In the grass plane, there is mortality. From subtle to grass, there is a way to move. And for that reason, we have to make use of the temple within. <coughs> Relating to the temple within, during Fridays, has become an ancient most practice. Every Friday evening offers an opportunity, evening means night hours. Every Friday night offers opportunity for us to move into higher circles. Because the energy of Venus helps us to do so. This movement from higher circle or higher plane to lower plane and from lower plane to higher plane is the secret that Venus holds. The planetary regent of Venus is called Sukra Acharya. He is said to be the teacher that knows the most intricate ways of the creation up to the cosmic will. Sukracharya, there are two acharyas that are mentioned in scriptures. There is one teacher for the angels who is called Brihaspati. Brihaspati, he is a Jupiterian principle that keeps guiding the angels. <coughs> and then there is Sukra Acharya, he guides even the diabolics. To guide angels is easy. To, to, guide, to guide diabolics is not so easy. But he is able to guide them. And he is also a guide for humans to transform from, transform, transform from mortality to immortality. He holds the key how to transcend the planes from one plane to the other, and then the other plane to the still higher. Like all seven planes, how to transcend? Because at every plane, there is a gray matter which you have to overcome. That gray matter causes loss of consciousness. Between plane to plane, there would be loss of consciousness unless you have the principle of Venus well established within us. Therefore, to build the temple, which is the theme of our seminar, Friday has come to be of great importance. Even in the Ishwatric ashrams all over the planet, Friday night rituals are done to relate to the higher circles because this principle of Venus, presented over by the teacher Sukra, 
His name is Sukra. The planet's name is also Sukra. In the, it is after the name of the teacher, the planet is also named. Just like we are named and our body is also named with the same name. Sukra is the teacher, Sukra is also the planet. And the planetary energies are the energies of the teacher Sukra that are transmitted every Friday and are also transmitted during those hours where Sukra prevails. The, there are Every Friday, the energy of Sukra is much more available for us to work with transcendence. That's why Friday rituals came to be. And uh, he is the teacher of... He is... This is one teacher who opens doors by, by sunset and closes doors by sunrise. Sukra, the teacher of the diabolics, because all diabolics work by night, so he is active to guide the diabolics by night. So, to relate to Sukra, practices are all from, they come in the sunset hours. When sun is set in the west as the, the beautiful transformation of the daylight into tra- the darkness, in the transition there are doors open for entry into higher circles. That's why sunset and sunrise have become very important for practices to open doors either way. From the, this, the sunrise enables us to relate from subtle into the grass. The sunset enables us to relate from grass to the subtle. Every successive plane is a subtle plane in the higher, when you move in the, into higher circles. Likewise, every successive plane, when you move downwards, is also a nodal point. So we in the morning move out into the objectivity, and in the night we move into the subjectivity. So the subjective side of being can be better related to, with the help of Sukra, during the evening hours or even night hours. That's where contemplations during the night hours, especially with the help of the moon, are very useful for inner realizations. That's the reason all esoteric temples, which are called the temples of the White Brotherhood, in all ashrams, all over the planet, They are opened during the night hours of Friday, for which each one has to prepare himself from the sunset hours. Friday sunset hours are considered to be of great consequence for students who wish to walk into the subtle side of their being or the subjective side of their being where one encounters the temple. The, normally when we make, say, two candles, when we make two candles and light them, <coughs> we relate to the candle on the left to the candle on the right. Isn't it? 
that is because we are farm oriented but uh, from most ancient times like yakin and boyes kasar and polax jaya and vijaya the temple pillars which are called the gemini pillars see you, when there are two pillars relating to pillars is uh, ignorance and there are two pillars relating to pillars is ignorance relating to the space in between the pillar is wisdom that we should know so there are two eyes with us isn't it they shed the sole lunar light but the two are only shedding light from a higher eye which expresses through the visible eyes one is for sight another is for insight the third is for vision so to gain vision what are we to do when we close our eyes not try to make the the open eye function but to ensure that these two eyes fuse into the one eye which is the third eye that exists in agnya like that there are methods which we will slowly come to but for the moment you have to understand that friday helps us to re- relate to that light which is in between the two pillars to make the pillars much more visible we make two candles when you make a picture of a a deity or a master of wisdom from ancient most times you are recommended to keep the two candles on either side of the picture not just one candle at the center to burn his heart people who do not know make a single candle <clears throat> people who know make two candles two candles why because in between the light of the two candles there are each candle develops its own sphere of light in between the space lighted space of the two candles you stand the chance of visualizing that which you intend to visualize don't keep anything in between two candles on either side you may or may not have a picture it's not so important in this context just what is important is to relate to that lighted field in between the two candles that you can perceive better when the rest of the lights are gone <clears throat> enter into a room where there you keep two candles you light them and relate to the sphere it is a practice to relate to subtle we are all accustomed to see forms and we are always relating to forms but if you see the scriptures coming from the masters of wisdom or teachings coming from masters of wisdom they speak of the interlude between two interlude between the, two. the science of interludes has been 
an ancient most science through which you enter into, in between the two you enter into. In between the two brains there is the brain which presides over the two and that is the higher brain. In between the two ears of listening and speaking there is a higher faculty of listening which is called a clairvoyant listening or listening from higher circuits. Normally we listen from the surroundings. But to listen from higher circles there is another faculty which is in between the left and the right ear. Likewise in between the two eyes there is the third eye which is, which conducts the higher purposes of vision. In between inhalation and exhalation there is a higher pulsation. In between the upper jaw and lower jaw, there is this facility to express the word at the fourth level. So it is in between that is important, which is called the golden middle principle. The golden middle principle through which you can make entry into a higher circle, also make a comeback through the same door into the lower circles. So that is how the vertebra is arranged up to the ajna, where you have the left and the right energies and in between is the vertebra. Therefore vertebra is said to be the column of yogis or the rod of power of yogis, the vertebra. Because the vertebra connects all the planes of existence in us and is also connected subtly to the cerebral system. So cerebrospinal system is truly the temple. Cerebrospinal system is truly the temple. In the temple first you have to recognize three lights. One light is the, the, the center of Ajna. Another light is the center of heart. The third light is the base center. These are the three lights. <coughs> Ajna, heart and the base center shall have to be visualized closing your eyes and turning inward. Closing our eyes, turning inward. Imagine the light of Ajna which is by far the most brilliant light. Visualize, try to visualize that. To visualize that, a symbol is also given as a circle with a central point. As a circle. With central point, you can visualize at the Ajna, which is not the brilliant light of a diamond, but it also has the tinge of the blue. Tinge of the blue. It is bluish white. That's why a diamond, most of you who know about diamonds might be knowing this. Unless there is a tinge of blue in diamond, that diamond is not considered to be a valuable diamond. There has to be the tinge of the blue in the diamond. The Ajna center carries that kind of light 
విచ్ ఈస్ కాల్ ది స్కై బ్లూ స్కై బ్లూ విత్ విత్ ఏ సింబల్ ఆఫ్ సర్కిల్ విత్ సెంట్రల్ పాయింట్ ఇఫ్ యూ కీప్ ఆన్ రిలేటింగ్ టు ఇట్ రెగ్యులర్లీ దట్ ఈస్ ది ఫస్ట్ స్టెప్ దట్స్ వేర్ దట్ ఈస్ అవర్ దట్ ఈస్ అవర్ ఒరిజినల్ సీట్ యాజ్ సన్స్ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ టు బీ ఇన్ ఆజ్ఞ ఈజ్ అవర్ ఒరిజినల్ దట్స్ ది ఒరిజినల్ సీట్ విచ్ వీ హ్యావ్ abandoned and started living in some jungles just like a king not sitting on the throne but has gone into forest lost his way and he has to refind his way <coughs> so say the second center is the heart center where you can visualize the circle with a, a cross within a circle and a cross with it. That's how the heart center with the golden yellow color it has to be related to. And then at the base center which is not generally recommended to be meditated upon in the path of yoga of Raja Yoga school. In a Raja Yoga school meditating upon the base center is not recommended but you can do a kind of visualization that the blue from the head and the golden yellow from the heart are vertically spreading their energies down below up to the base center not contemplating on the base center you don't have to contemplate upon the base center because no teacher of raj yoga path would suggest you to contemplate upon any center below the diaphragm in hatha yoga they are suggested hatha yoga are practices which are to be done in the under the physical supervision of a teacher raj yoga can be done he without such physical proximity of the teacher therefore raj yoga is adopted by the hierarchy because their physical proximity is not possible and we can still gain the same benefits of raj yoga so therefore there is a center to be contemplated on a friday evening in between the two eyes the eyebrow center or ajna center and in between the centripetal and centrifugal pulsations of the heart that is the heart center we have to relate to respiration which has an inhalating inhaling activity and exhaling activity in between the inhaling and exhaling activity in the interlude you listen, you can feel the resonance of pulsation this pulsation again is a centripetal and a centrifugal activity and you can relate to the equilibrium of this double activity of centripetal and centrifugal activity that's where you can you, you should be able to contemplate upon golden yellow color link of the blue of the forehead link to the to the 
గోల్డెన్ ఎల్లో ఇన్ ది హార్ట్ లెట్ దేర్ బి ఏ బ్రిడ్జ్ బిల్డ్ బిట్వీన్ గోల్డెన్ ఎల్లో టు బ్లూ బై ఆ గ్రేడేషన్స్ ఆఫ్ గోల్డెన్ ఎల్లో ఇన్ టు అక్వామెరియన్ కలర్ అండ్ దెన్ అట్ ది త్రోట్ అండ్ దెన్ ఇన్ టు బ్లూ కలర్ ఇన్ టు ది హెడ్ దిస్ పార్ట్ వెన్ యూ మెడిటేట్ ది ఇంపాక్ట్ ఆఫ్ ద ది ది బీమ్స్ ఆఫ్ లైట్ దట్ ఆర్ జనరేటెడ్ బిట్వీన్ ది హార్ట్ కెన్ బి విజువలైజ్ యాజ్ అ పెర్క్యులేటింగ్ డౌన్ పెర్క్యులేటింగ్ డౌన్ ఇన్ టు ది బేస్ సెంటర్ దట్స్ ఆఫ్ ది త్రీ సెంటర్స్ హ్యావ్ టు బి కాంటెంప్లేటెడ్ రెగ్యులర్లీ టు ఓపెన్ ది టెంపుల్ విత్ఇన్ అస్ ది ఆజ్ఞ ది హార్ట్ అండ్ ది బేస్ సెంటర్ బికాస్ దీస్ త్రీ సెంటర్స్ ఆర్ ఆఫ్ గ్రేట్ కాన్సిక్వెన్స్ ఇన్ అస్ ది ఆజ్ఞా సెంటర్ రిలేట్స్ టు ది క్రియేటివ్ లైఫ్ క్రియేటివిటీ ఈజ్ పాసిబుల్ వన్ వన్ ఈజ్ లింక్డ్ అప్ టు ది హయ్యర్ సర్క్యూస్ ఫ్రమ్ ది హయ్యర్ సర్క్యూస్ వీ రిసీవ్ ది ప్రోగ్రామ్ ఇన్ ఆజ్ఞ అదర్వైజ్ నార్మల్లీ ఫర్ ఎ మ్యాన్ ది ప్రోగ్రామ్ కమ్స్ ఫ్రమ్ హిజ్ పర్సనాలిటీ నాట్ ఫ్రమ్ ది సూపర్ సోల్ టు ఆల్ ఆఫ్ అస్ ప్రోగ్రామ్స్ కమ్ అప్ ఫ్రమ్ అవర్ పర్సనాలిటీ అండ్ వీఆర్ గైడెడ్ బై ది పర్సనాలిటీ ఓన్లీ టు ఫుల్ఫిల్ ది పర్సనాలిటీ పర్పసెస్ బట్ నాట్ ది పర్పసెస్ ఆఫ్ ది సోల్ బట్ వెన్ ది సోల్ సిట్స్ ఇన్ ది త్రో ఆన్ ది త్రోన్ విచ్ ఈస్ ఆజ్ఞ he receives from higher circles and from the crown so all these uh, traditions of the king have all come in tune with the creational processes the king has a crown on the head he is coronated you know what is coronation symbolically speaking he is connected to the higher center when you are coronated you hold something on your head even a priest keeps a cap on his head isn't it every master of wisdom has a has a crown because an initiate is as much a king while a king may or may not be an initiate that's the reason why jesus is i am king of kings because he, he is the coronated one the the crown is not seen on the physical plane but the crown is there the crown is there so when your crown means you receive energies from higher circles when would you be crowned only when you sit on the throne not otherwise if you see the procedures also first the person is made to sit on the throne and later the crown is set on the head if you are not sitting on the throne you don't have the crown so don't look for a golden throne the golden the, there is a diamond throne itself in the ajna and when you more and more you habituate yourself to sit there in your contemplation and if the higher energies feel that you are consistent that regular 
rhythmic. Remember the rhythm which I spoke to you yesterday. The deva should feel that you are consistent, that you are regular, that your vibration is stable and you are very rhythmic, that you are available in such and such hours to communicate, for the higher circles to communicate to you. If you, if you contemplate, that is why it is said that one should contemplate at fixed hours. Why? Because when, when you regularly contemplate at fixed hours, the, the intelligences around you, which whom, whom we call angels, they get interest in you. Because you are consistent, regular, reliable, dependable. You have the... For such ones the contract is possible. So the crown can contract the throne, provided the soul is, sits at the throne. Coming back to the theme, from the crown to the throne, and from the throne, every king has a rod of power in him. It can be a magical sword, it can be a magical rod, or it can be the staff of an initiate, you see. We all know the, the rod of Moses, you know. Every initiate holds a rod. You may or may not see, but it is there. Moses comes with the rod, which is called Aaron's rod, isn't it? The Aaron's rod is nothing but the, the, the realized sushumna in him, or vertical column in him, through which any magic can be done. Because all elements oblige the, the power of the vertical column. So therefore, first of all, meditate upon the bluish-white color, which is called the brilliant sky color, which is whitish-blue or bluish-white. That's why sapphires are also held as an important precious stone to aid in this work. Spiritual aids are without aids, you are yourself can do it, you don't need a sapphire. But uh, through tradition, sapphires come into being, diamonds come into being, and topas, they all become important aids for people who are in the initial stages of working. So, relate to Agnya, relate to Anahata, where you should be able to visualize the golden yellow light emerging itself in the field of the heart, which means the pulsating principle, by relating to that interlude as between the centripetal and centrifugal function. And consciously connect the two. Consciously connect the two. The first one, that is Ajna, is said to be the creative light. The second one, or the heart center, is said to be preserving light. Preserving light. It preserves. The heart preserves your system. That's the preserving light. 
that's where we astrology tells us to meditate the the principle of sun in the agnya and principle of venus in the heart <coughs> in the heart and then there is a third center in the base which is called procreative center creative center preserving center and procreating center meaning that you duplicate whatever is received in the head upon the planet you make you, you make a manifestation upon the planet by reproducing what is realized within what is realized within has to be manifested for that manifestation again you need the seventh ray ability which is must the manifested first ray so i am slowly introducing the the concept of temple and how to open it in us <coughs> relate to agnya relate to heart with the related colors the related colors and sounds they are all given in the books already in the teachings you can refer to the sun you can refer to and agnya center you can refer to venus and the procreative center is where upon earth we manifest the as above we receive we conceive and then we deliver upon to the earth that's how king, kingdom of god is brought upon earth or that is what we today call white magic meaning from the circles of light to this sphere of earth you bring down a plan in tune with the the plan in tune with the plan you keep manifesting further these three are the chief centers one is called creative light the second is called preserving light preserving light and the third is called procreative light unless we have seventh ray ability you cannot procreate procreate to manifest to bring down to bring down in tune with the ancient order not whatever you wish to if you bring down whatever you wish to bring down you are only working for the personality but if you bring down something in tune with the higher plan you are contributing to the work of goodwill you you your contribution also elevates you to remain as soul and even move into higher circles that's why the chief centers of the temple are the creative center which is in agnya and bros in between agnya and bros center it works and then the preserving center is to preserve that plan in you preserve that plan in you and you make effort to manifest with the help of the seventh ray that's why seventh ray includes reception from the crown center which is possible only by relating to the energies of synthesis or second ray synthesis or second ray second ray is also a ray of synthesis to receive 
you need a female ray to receive you need a female ray to manifest you need a male ray so simple as that that's why if synthesis or secondary energies we keep receiving into the agnya center agnya you have for reception it is secondary for manifestation is the first ray received into the heart center which is a center for harmony as well as conflict heart is in harmony when it is in tune with the higher plan heart is in conflict when it is subservient to the purposes of personality that's why if any work relating to the goodwill when you are doing there is not much of conflict only in personal life there are conflicts more and more you tune to the life of the soul the personality yields and then its crises are also dissolved but if you think of resolving your personality crises and then get into soul program it will never happen it will never happen because personality has a unending skill of producing crises after crises crises after crises the speciality of the human personality is it can create lot of problems to itself even if there is no problem it creates a problem for itself that's the beauty of the personality <clears throat> that's why when a master of wisdom has asked what exactly is the problem relating to humanity he said the problem is the human mind human mind invents problems we see mostly people say no problem no problem why at all a problem so you always think in terms of no problem is there is a problem isn't it this has become a habit with with persons and if someone tells you there is no problem that means there is a problem you understand that <coughs> otherwise why do you think of it there is a fear of a problem in you emerging from your personality so no problem no problem don't speak of problems yesterday when i was coming in the morning for the class a person came up to the lift and said there is a problem <laughs> there is a problem <clears throat> problem is how you see <clears throat> how you see it's not a problem only thing is when you expect certain things to happen by certain time there is another dimension that they the happening you are not in tune with the timing of happening you are a bit ahead of it or a bit behind it that's why you have a problem if everything is timed in tune with the higher plan there's no problem people speak of problem of traffic but most of the times if you time it well you don't walk into traffic problems it's a matter of timing and that timing again if it comes from personality it may not work it comes from higher dimension it works many times it is witnessed we thought there would be a lot of traffic but there is no traffic isn't it and also many times we experience 
You don't think that there will be traffic, but there is traffic. Why is it so? Your timing. If you time well, by alignment, nothing comes in the way. So from the higher circles you receive, if you function, the heart expresses in harmony and enables manifestation with the help of the violet light. The blue light, the golden yellow light and the violet light are the chief lights. This is how the three, the trinity is also seen in man. Agnya as the will center or Shiva and heart as the knowledge center called Vishnu and the base center is called the center of intelligent activity or Brahma, creator. Creator is not truly the creator, you know. He only reflects what is already created in the higher circle. He is only a channel. That's why whoever creates, it is because he received the related thoughts. Isn't it? He received the related thoughts and people see him as the creator. He is not the creator. Our son is is seemingly the creator of our solar system. He is visible, isn't it? But the son knows that he is not the creator. It is the energies that he received from higher circles that enabled manifestation of the solar system. So neither the sun is creator nor the creator is the creator. Creator receives from the third lagos, receives from the second lagos and the first lagos the needed will and knowledge. First lagos applies the will. The second logos applies the knowledge. The third logos manifests on that basis. When you have already known how to do and when you have the will to do, manifestation is not at all a big task. When you don't know how to do, when you don't know what to do, then everything is a problem. Not knowing how to do, if we keep on doing, we only keep doing some kind of hodgepodge. How to do is important, what to do is important for doing. Isn't it? If I say, you may kindly switch off those lights. Just, if I say that. Many people run to the switchboard. Not knowing what what is to be switched off, and very more than frequently they switch off what is not to be switched off, and switch on what is to, not to be switched off. It is so common. Why? Because not knowing how to do, not knowing how to do, and then the will to do what to do. You should know. When should you? When should you switch on the lights? When should you switch off the light? When you are getting into morning prayer or evening prayer, we make sure to find the inner light, we switch off the outer light. Isn't it? Outer light has no relevance when we are turning inward because we are seeking inner light. That's why we make dim the outer light. Meaning the objectivity is closed 
to enable easier opening of subjectivity. If a man has the ability to close within and open within, he makes it makes no difference whether there is, there is light outside or light inside. He is he is with the inside light. So what to do, how to do, and then doing. If you know what to do, if you know how to do, but if you don't do, nothing will happen. In any of these three, if one is missing, all is lost. <clears throat> if you don't know what to do, then whatever you do is a nuisance. If you don't know how to do, even if you know what to do, then you make another unpalatable recipe out of what you do. But if you know what to do, you know how to do, but you don't do it, then also nothing manifests. So these are the three fundamental lights that we need. These are the three fundamental lights that we need. That we, and these three are related to the fourth one, which is the presiding one and the uninvolved one. The energies at the crown, they only supply hints, they don't work. It is for these three to be at work, creative work, preserving work, and then Creation is in the brain. You create an, an idea comes to you and you feel it is your idea. It is another mistake. To feel that the ideas are ours is ignorance. After the idea comes, you start possessing it. Because you have this habit of possessing everything. When you receive a, a very wise thought, very wise thought. To whom does it belong? It belongs to the field of wisdom, not to you. Be happy that it has landed in you. That's why possessing wisdom is ignorance, by which you will not gain any further wisdom and you do not know how to work with it. That's the reason why I have written in every book, all belong to wisdom, wisdom belongs to none. No one claims that this is my wisdom. It is the wisdom that dawns on you according to time and according to place. Same theme in a different place, in a different time, comes in a different way. Because the wisdom decides how to relate to the listeners. So therefore, Wisdom as it dance in you, be grateful first. That it has chosen you to express itself in terms of variety of activities, not only teaching. Once your head is open, your ajna is open to receive from higher centers. Wait to receive and then analyze it in the heart how to manifest it. And how does it help the surroundings? To what extent this can help the surroundings, surrounding beings? Does it really help people? Is it an idea coming from my personality? Or is it an idea coming from the higher center? If it is from higher circles, it finds its way for manifestation. It gathers its own team of people. 
it gathers its own resources and it finds its own way of expression through the magnetic field of the heart. If it is a personality, at every step there are problems. If idea is received from personality, at every step there is a hurdle race. You know the hurdle race? People run and jump over things and keep running and somewhere he hits the hurdle and falls. In the other case, it, it, it itself flows through some work flows, through some work happens with a lot of others. The more impersonal you are, better is the flow. If you personalize the idea, then it, its flow is arrested and causes congestion in you and causes problems to you. So coming back to the theme, the three centers have to be visualized on a daily basis. And when it comes to base center, don't focus there. Just know that it is the center through into which light is shed. Light is shed. That's where the golden yellow light, as it enters into the lower centers, it gradually transforms into orange in the solar plexus, into pink in the sacral and into violet nearer to the higher muladhara, higher muladhara. So that's how the colors are, the violet, the rose and then orange and then golden yellow, aquamarine and the sky blue. Sahasrara is indigo color, deep blue. So that's how the colors can be visualized regularly. Regularize the visualization, that's important. By doing within this visualization, you know unconsciously you develop one more faculty. That is what we call the subjective mind. Yesterday I was speaking to you, objective mind and objective implements. By regular contemplation within the cerebrospinal column, what have you done unconsciously? You turned inward and started visualizing within, which develops the subjective side of the mind. Subjective mind is the tool that you gain to start. Subjective mind enables us to easily relate with him. That's why regular practice is insisted. There has to be very regular practice. It has to be for a fairly good duration. Most of the time we are with objective mind and into the objective. All the time. As we wake up till we get into sleep, so much of objectivity, it predominates the whole being. That's why it is not easy to get into subjectivity unless you make a habit of it. To make it a habit, you have to regularly work with it. To regularly work with it, it can be three times a day or five times a day. That's how it is suggested. One time a day is only a kind of us. Hoodwinking oneself. 
I have done my prayer. Just a, it's a, a kind of self-satisfaction which, which doesn't yield any result. That's what we call hoodwinking. I did it like that. When you say I did it, means you did not do really. <laughs> so this hoodwinking business should re- be replaced by a very sincere internal relating. As I told you, this is not a worship exercise. This is an exercise for inner alignment. When the inner environment is regular and for longer durations, if you open the books of Master Jalkul, you get discouraged. He says five times a day for the Occidentals, three times a day for Orientals. Then I found out why this difference between the two. Later I came to know through my own contemplations, Occidentals means who are more oriented to matter, more oriented to the West. West means material, East means light. So if your orientations are very strong towards material life, you need five times contemplation. If your orientation to objective life and materiality is not so strong, three times you are recommended to contemplate. You can choose your own way. There is a way to meditate, contemplate as you wake up, even on the bed. And then a second contemplation around six o'clock, a third contemplation around the noon time, short contemplations. And another contemplation, fourth contemplation in the evening hours at six o'clock. And then before going to sleep also you can contemplate. That's how you can set five contemplations if you feel that nothing is opening within you. If you are not able to visualize light within you, you have to do the exercise more frequently and with greater intent. If you do that, you get a facility as you close your eye and utter Om, you find the centers are open. It's so simple once it has happened. With one prolonged Om, all centers become lotuses. Boom, 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 boom. Just like with the touch of the sun ray, how the lotus unfolds or a sunflower unfolds, the moment you, you, you utter Om, everything opens in the inner side of your being and you can visualize them with the subjective mind. To start with, what is important is to guide, to, to gain subjective mind through regular sitting. Turn inward, engage either at the Ajna center or at the heart center. Engage in that light of the cerebrospinal column. That's all. Keep on relating to it. The objective mind leads you outside, but again, Engage yourself with the color in you. And in the East we suggest when you are drifting away from being inside, 
you are drifting away to objectivity, we recommend to people to utter once again Om. Once again Om. I also found an alternative. Once again say Master Namaskaram. Because the Master is on the crown. Either way you like. Master Namaskaram. Then again everything falls into order. But persist your being within. Your persistence will slowly gain the necessary strength and opens within the doors to relate and find the comfort within. You know, for a true student of meditation, no other comfort is greater than the contemplation. He can sit like a cabbage for hours together. Or like a like a cooked potato, if you drop it, it sticks there. Just as you drop it, it sticks. If someone is not doing anything, not moving, we say, why do you sit like a cabbage? Is that what we say? So when you are when you turn inward, the comfort is so high. Comfort is so high. When there is comfort, you settle in that comfort. That's how the third way, the third step of asana is realized by persistent sitting. Sit, 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 sit. No doubt by habit you go out, but create a new habit of coming in and staying within. If you learn to stay within, and gain the comfort of staying within, automatically another light develops in you which takes care of the life system in you. Life system. Meaning, your vital body gains the needed strength. The vital body gains needed strength Since we are not disturbing the vitality through ignorant personality activities in the objective world, the the work in the objective world, when it is of conflict, when it brings anxiety, when it brings tension, worry, irritation, fear, etc., etc., it, it causes continuous depletion of vitality in you. The vitality is reduced by your relating to the objective life where there is not much of harmony but more of conflict. So the unconsciously the vitality gets depleted, depleted, depleted. When objective mind turns subjective, when the objective world is not related to, you are at peace with you, your pulsating principle is at peace with yourself, 
your pulsations do not go through so many fluctuations and when there is a very rhythmic pulsating dimension in you the circulation of blood happens much better and then you are visualizing the golden yellow light enables vitalizing the vital body because the life comes to us from this golden light of the sun when you visualize the golden light within you with the help of subjective mind what happens your body is filled with magnetic life energy the first impact of it is that you are resistant to the acute diseases you are resistant to acute diseases meaning you don't get frequently ill you don't need so many medicines as such because the vital body is revitalized through your contemplation as say the ancients found contemplation as the best means of rearranging the entire system including the health system so another dimension opens in you vitality the vitality supports the the activity within and the activity outside <clears throat> so subjective mind is gained vitality is gained they are also seen as lights like creative light preserving light procreating light subjective light called subjective mind and vital light which resists disease decay and death that's what it says so that we may resist disease decay and death that's how we say resistance to sickness resistance to decaying decaying means until you are fully realized you need this equipment called the body we should not decay if it decays faster you lose an opportunity to work with because it's only with the help of this form you can form the the golden robe within and if possible the diamond robe within for all that this is the basis to build the temple means to build golden light adequately and to build the diamond light adequately which relates to the heart and the head <clears throat> when these two lights predominantly emerge from within these centers with the support of higher centers then slowly they take to the same contours as your physical body within you they take to same contours within the golden body and the diamond body takes to the same contours like your body of flesh and blood from where did they come by your will and your knowledge and your persistent contemplation you slowly enable opening this dimensions in you by which you will build the antakarana body when the light in the heart is sufficiently manifesting you said to have gained one more light called buddhi buddhi are 
the center of knowledge, it opens. The center of will opens. Center of will opens, center of knowledge opens, ability to manifest opens, subjective mind opens, vitality grows, so then you are in the process of building a body within the body in which you can reside in your hours of leisure, which means the night hours as well. <clears throat> the night hours as well. In the night hours you can shift into this body, into this temple. Don't sleep vaguely. I always suggest at every place, never sleep vaguely. Sleep consciously entering into the pulsating principle with the help of respiration. Unite your mind with respiration and enter into the pulsating area called the area of the heart and see if possible you enter into the subtle pulsation which would lead you to higher stage of higher state of your being in Ajna. If you see the writings of Master Jalkul, he says, try to sleep at the bro center, reaching the bro center, do not sleep vaguely. Try to reach the bro center by relating to respiration and later to pulsation and later to upward moving pulsation called Udana Prana. Reach the bro center and try to wait there so that you have, you stand a chance of the master contacting you or the master picking you up into his ashram and training you over there. Therefore, sleep hours are most valuable hours for aspirants. They must sleep with a, with an aspiration that in these hours I stand a chance to move into the ashram of my master. I stand a chance being to be, to get the, to get the required teaching and to, to get more magnetized before I get up in the morning and be grateful as you wake up in the morning. Unconscious sleep is not really unconscious for aspirants. They work, they are taken into different Ashrams of the masters, and they are being trained there. That's a facility in Aquarian age. Most of you must have read the book on music of the soul. It is only to give that dimension that Girisharma, every night he transforms into Jwalakul. During the day he is Girisharma, during the night he is Jwalakul working for Master Putvami and Master Maurya. That's how, that's the reality of the present times that you receive lot of impressional teachings during your sleep hours and if you are a very advanced person in matters of contemplation, you also receive teachings during your regular meditative hours. During the contemplation time also you receive instructions, teachings during the contemplation. But for the initial aspirants, Sleep hours are more beneficial than the meditative hours or contemplative hours because they cannot really contemplate in depth initially. 
therefore master is always write somewhere in the books that sleep is helpful for aspirants and when you when you feel the impending need to sleep do even during the day time have a cat nap it helps you have a cat nap it helps you because the sleep is coming to lift you up into different state for a master wisdom but don't take advantage of it and keep on sleeping <laughs> we are in those matters we are in those matters we are generally very skillful that we make a, a wrong application of a right principle by trying to sleep every now and then and see if we get a contact from the master but generally contemplation is the means to relate to higher circles but in the initial stages relating to the master and getting into a sleep is helpful relating to a master of wisdom when sleep is impending it's okay let sleep prevail i will i'll be with the master please note that every opportunity to sleep is a means to relate to the master don't think you are sleeping you, can, you cannot sleep because if you propose sleep it doesn't come if you propose to wake up sleep is in the hands of the nature and it bestows according to you so sleep also can be seen as a man's means of shifting the planes shifting the planes so for this reason i started with friday the teaching started with friday try to give more hours on friday evening for this practice try to give more hour more time for this practice on friday evening hours especially before you go to sleep you create two candles and look to this lighter sphere in between the two candles relate to it to start with and sit to relate to that light not to the, not to the candle but to the light sphere that it created when the two meet it is in that meeting point there is a way to the settlement that is the reason why in the tropics during the twilight hours contemplations are suggested because it is light meeting darkness darkness transforming into light in that twilight there is a door open and there are doors open in us if you contemplate between in the eyebrow center or you contemplate in the pulsating principle there is a way to open them so that has to be regularly done and the entry into the temple is not possible however much you persist unless you have organized your outer life in right angles that's it another dimension for you to continuously practice the type of contemplation which has been given out there have to be right angles developed in life and wrong angles have to be adjusted we have a, an occult meditation which says 
right angles erected wrong angles adjusted isn't it meaning you are relating the person shall have to be in tune with the right angle meaning a right angle is that which is not an obtuse angle or an acute angle isn't it what is not an acute angle or an obtuse angle is called right angle it is the middle if it falls one way it becomes acute angle it falls the other way it becomes obtuse angle more than 90 degrees less than 90 degrees is not recommended more than 90 degrees means you are falling upon others you are tending to be heavy to others many people according to their comfort they lean on others leaning on others abusing others exploiting others drawing excessively from others energy this is what is called the falling on other shoulders you want your heaviness to be shared by others that is called obtuse angle then there is acute angle an acute angle is a sharp angle the sharp angle is that angle which causes violence 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 can be physical violence can be emotional violence can be mental there can be mental violence and the worst form of violence seen by the hierarchy is non cooperation non cooperation you you pretend to be cooperative but you are not that's a very dangerous there's a very dangerous psyche that will destroy the one who holds it if you cooperate cooperate if you don't cooperate clearly say i'm sorry i cannot cooperate why do you pretend to be cooperative and do not cooperate really cooperation is one of the sublime principles of wisdom sublime principle don't pretend cooperation so between wife and husband they agree to cooperate with each other a fundamental example but as they start living together do they cooperate with each other or not you have agreed to cooperate but you are not cooperating with each other then what happens we know what happens that's why mental violence is considered to be a deeper sickness than physical violence and there is an emotional violence emotional someone who is looking to you ignore him or ignore her emotionally he is disturbed a dog comes up to you wagging its tail you don't even casual it caress it how would the dog feel likewise a man or a 
any person, when he looks up to you for something, you grow over him. It causes emotional disturbance. It's a violence. Ahimsa is not just physical. Of course, that also we are doing to animals. <clears throat> the best service, a master of wisdom was asked once, what is the best service I can render to animals? Then the master said, if you stop eating animal flesh, he said, you are doing a great service. You don't have to specially take care of the animal kingdom, they take care of themselves. But the harm that you do, if you withdraw from that harm, you are withdrawing from that state of violence in relation to animals, already this humanity makes a huge step forward. Because the humanity is so heavily pulled down by virtue of regular killing of thousands and thousands of animals on a daily basis, which we don't see being part of humanity, but the ones who overview, they see the horrible energy that it emits on a daily basis. Horrible energy it emits on a daily basis. When an animal animal is killed, what energies emerge from that? Do would anyone imagine? It requires an insight to know what is the what is the pollution that is happening on the planet by these killings. Besides human killings, human killing keeps happening. That apart, regular thought killing of millions of animals, if we can just stop doing it, you would have done the best service. It's like saying someone came to a person like me and asked me, what is the best service I can do for music? Ramana is smiling. What is the best service I can do for music? Should I should I learn guitar? Should I learn veena? Should I learn violin? Or should I learn a piano? Or should I myself sing? You know what I told him? If you don't relate to music, you are doing great service to me. Just don't relate to music. You can listen, but don't sing. Don't, don't touch musical instruments. You are touching musical instrument is a violence to musical instrument. You are trying to sing causes lot of violence in the surroundings. So the, the best, the best service that you can do is, Stop singing and start listening music. Is it not a service? It is on the similar grounds like the master saying, stop eating animals, <clears throat> stop killing animals and eating them. You don't need it really today, 
in this age of mechanization and even electronics that you don't need such physical strength as before why do you eat it so violence should not be there acute angle it all came up from acute angle no? acute angle causes a lot of violence obtuse angle causes another kind other another kind of violence it's a soft violence a friend comes home and never leaves the house always takes the facilities of the house a relative comes and stays in your house indefinitely isn't it if you are asked to come you should ask for how many days you cannot go on now. <laughs> living on others that is vampirism aptus angle builds vampirism you live on others others facilities until they say please get out that's aptus angle and you incur karma from it more than anything you incur karma by aptus angle and acute angle so not to incur karma we have to develop right angle yes the right angle is that you don't cause violence you don't get you don't exploit others nor you allow others to exploit you may let others lean on you but you remain straight you remain a support for those who lean on you if they are weak but if they are getting into the point of exploitation you don't let it happen don't let it happen these are all things to be learned in life to develop the right angle at the physical at the vocal at the mental plane mentally stay in right angle vocally also stay in right angle do not speak more and do not be totally silent there is an in between this dimension these three angles three right angles meaning relating to physical activity vocal activity and mental activity if you are upright if you are upright your energy is cooperate with you to turn inward otherwise the objective mind which is affected by absence of right angles causes enough disturbance that you cannot really, really turn inward and relate to the subjective side of your being that's why movement in right angles is an important step to build the temple movement in right angle we'll continue in the afternoon again some of these fundamentals have to be strong so that the happening of the temple and what can be done through the temple it's a fairy tale unless you have experienced it it's nice to listen to it because there are temples of the masters of wisdom 
in all mountain ranges. In almost all mountain ranges, valleys, sacred river sites, and waterfalls, so there are ashrams of the masters into which you can eventually gain entry if you have formed your own temple and have entered into it. Unless you form the inner temple and have entered into it, you will not have the facility to relate to the temples that are existing. As I said, in mountain ranges, in valleys and sacred riversides and waterfalls. We have information about such things existing and we crazily go there to experience it. You cannot experience with the objective mind and objective equipment. You can only experience with the subjective mind and the subjective equipment, which is called antakkarana. In the antakkarana, you have subjective mind developed, you have vital light developed, you have also developed the buddhic light, knowledge. These three are developed and your ego tends to be subservient to the plan, not your personal ambitions. So these four dimensions, when they happen within us, the antakkarana body gets formed. That detail we'll get into in the afternoon. Thank you so much.